You are about to witness history in the making. I want you to take me on a trip to another world. That's something to look forward to. It doesn't seem to make sense. Welcome to Wicked Happy Fun Time. I'm Brendan McDonald, a.k.a. Bombs. My name's Coral Cochise, and my friends call me the Cheese. Winning! Winning! <laughs> Winning! We're winning here because it's Monday, March 7th, 2011. Monday, Monday, Monday night and only! And it's Monday night, and uh, we're here to have a little bit of Wicked Happy and a little bit of fun time as well. So, uh, Cheese, now, I appreciate when you come over to not pee on my wall <laughs> and knock my contact case over and, <laughs> and destroy my bathroom. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> that just happened moments ago. I'm a little bit of a whirlwind tonight. <laughs> you never can, you know, you never know what you're going to get yeah. when I come over. I will send the maid over tomorrow. <laughs> the, maid, the maid who strips, right? <laughs> <laughs> Funny story about a stripping maid, actually. Uh, but first of all, 7.59 p.m. here. Uh, Wild Monday night yeah. here in the bomb shelter. Yeah, and I want to talk about the first thing is uh, the NBA. I want to talk about the Miami Heat. Uh, there's a story out. Um, Eric Spolestra, the coach, came out and said that his comments were certainly exaggerated. Of course, the news being the news, they want they want human emotion when it comes to sports. Okay, okay. And uh, basically, came out saying that the the team was crying in the locker room after the loss, crying to the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, crying. Now he said this is a classic example of sensationalism. I saw glossy eyes, but that's about it. I think everyone else is probably is is probably everything else is probably an exaggeration. So crying, yeah. So, but that's the thing is. So he said, he said crying. It was he said then he said glossy eyes. But uh, the media is just making you know they love this. They love it because the Heat, the most anticipated team of the season, is is now in a massive slump right now. They must go through a lot of tissue. I mean, those are some <laughs> big eyes. Yeah, they got to dry. <laughs> this is this is. I mean, I lose, I really do lose faith yeah. in, well, I don't know about losing faith, but I, I, I look up to a lot of athletes, a lot of sure. professional athletes, and, you know, the locker room is not the place to cry. I played organized sports for a long time, and I'm not going to say I never cried, because I had some tough losses, but you do it home, in the shower, drinking a 40 and making <laughs> Yeah, it. there you go. You don't do it in the locker room, in front of the younger kids, and in front of the coaches. Sure. Period. You never, you never want to do that. I, you know, I, I agree. And uh, on, on my note, you know, in, in my sports uh, career, certainly there was never actually any crying for me. It just, it becomes anger. And, you know, I guess one time in Little League, I made the last out of the championship game. We lost by like two runs. But, and you know, I cried then. And uh, that was all right. That's Little League. This, now, it's just, it, I, for me, it transverse to anger. And I feel like with LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and all these guys, you figure... Well, just get angry about it and get hungrier for the next game. Get hungry and use that as your fuel. Yeah. And that that's what the greats do. Yeah. You know, that's what Manning does. Uh, that's thats what all the other superstars do. And right. in their minds, as a winner, you always expect to win. Right. You have to expect that. Just like Spielberg always expects to have the money and the talent to make a great movie. Yeah. You know, that's how successful people get what they want is they expect to get it. Yeah. And so... When an athlete expects to win a championship or a big game and it doesn't happen, all of a sudden this fear and doubt comes into your mind. 
Yeah. And so it's not just the fact that you lost, but it's the fact that your whole methodology, your whole vision, it, you you have that second of, oh man, is this am I am I not as good as I thought I was? Right. And as a winner, you can't think that. And so it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a spiral. It's a downward it spiral. You know, there's a, it's funny the uh, like like the the Heat, a bit, another big name team, the Lakers, obviously they. They did, did uh, not as expected the first half of the season. Now they're coming out. They've won, I think, uh, seven games in a row. They just beat the Spurs, and they came off a couple losses. You know, the Spurs have beat them twice this season. A team that you expect to win. And uh, and to go on another note, my my professor, my psychology professor this morning, classic, classic Laker fan, comes in saying, oh, so who uh, who's a Laker fan in here? Anyone see the Lakers this weekend? Because they had a big win. She wouldn't have said anything the whole season unless they had this, no. this one big win, and now they're like, oh, maybe things are looking up. Now we'll put the flags in our cars, maybe. Now yeah, we'll, yeah, the, the dual flags yeah. coming up. I hate the flags. Now we'll start seeing these Laker fans come out of the woodwork because they, they – by the way, what's funny is Lakers had a great record, but they, the fans had given up on their team, which is really just hilarious. That's the way it goes. So Laker fans are no Raiders fans. They're both, both are passionate, but right. the Raiders will thrive when their team is one in – Exactly. Fourteen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you have a do you have a, a piece? I I, I want to jump into something here. Okay. I want to jump into something. I have a new theory, and okay. I'm working through this. All right. I haven't concreted this in my mind yet, but I was thinking about this, and I want your take on this. Sure. I've been thinking about it, and it may be that enlightenment is for pussies. <laughs> Enlightenment. Enlightenment. What, what, what do you mean enlightenment? Enlightenment. I mean in the traditional Nirvana Buddhist okay, sense. Okay, sure, sure. Enlightenment. It's for pussies. It's huh? for pussies. <laughs> what? This is my new theory. All Here, right. Here's why. Now, people that believe in and practice or seek to attain enlightenment, right, uh, they believe in a higher power. Sure. And if you believe in a higher power, then you are acknowledging that there was a consciousness, a specific decision to put us here on earth in, in this human form, right, right, we're all part. We're all individual decision makers. You know, yeah, pieces of a greater spiritual part being. of a make a greater make makeup of the. Exactly. Yeah. Huh? This is the pre precursor for enlightenment. Okay, but we were put here to be humans and to experience human things. Yeah. Everything from love to hate and everything in between. Right. Fear, jealousy. Uh, passion, all of these things. The things that keep us grounded. The things that make us human right, and define right. us. Okay, so enlightenment is the antithesis of... Of being grounded. Of being human. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it's... It, it, enlightenment is the state of pure being. It's it's nirvana. It's reaching yeah. a level where the soul is at one with this other energy force. Right. Where your specific soul and or decision-making entity is at one with the rest of the energy in the universe. Wow. So, enlightenment is going away from the reason that we are here. Not to say that, I mean, I, I actually took a meditation course. I've meditated for a long time. Right. You know, I believe I believe in a lot of different spiritual things, even though I have nothing We've to do with, those conversations with organized yeah, religion. Sure, sure. I'm, not a, I'm, I, I'm not an organized religion guy, but I am a spiritual guy. But the constant... Uh, practice of meditation as it pertains to seeking enlightenment yeah is for quitters it's for people who are definitely going to be sitting down and focusing for a hell of a long time it's not we were not put on this earth to seek enlightenment because it's yeah. going it's going back to where we came from and i got news for you we're going back there anyways right 
Oh, so you think, but you think there's an afterlife in that thought? Would you say that? Would you say there's an afterlife in, in terms of the thought you've had with the enlightenment and the greater being? Heaven and hell are human concepts. Yeah, hell is fear. Heaven is the absence of fear, which is which is also like enlightenment. It's basically where our souls were before they were in our bodies. Yeah. Okay, that's heaven. I agree, and and in terms of an entity, uh, I'd say that that uh, while I drink my green tea, of course, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that uh, I believe that that heaven and hell exist here on earth. Yes, that it is. It is right. It is the yin and the yang of of the universe. You are going to experience the lowest of the low, but how can you know the happiest of the happiness of of love and beauty if you don't have ugliness and uh, and sadness and all those things. Well, you know? and, and that's what we're, we're here to experience that crap, the right. bad stuff. Right. And the evolution of humankind will go towards enlightenment. Right. But it's not the actual state of enlightenment that it, I, I, I think that should be that goal. I don't think that's what you put up on your wall. I think what you put up on your wall is you say that, look, we need to be good to each other. Right. We need to love each other. And we need to follow our dreams and be passionate about the things that we love with the, without fear, in the absence of fear. And that, I believe, is heaven on earth. Because the only thing that matters is love and laughter. Right, right. And light in this world. That's yeah. what I believe. So, so, so that's it. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, in just a general societal, you know, involvement. Like, you know, how we are just here and we're, you know, not, not saying like, you know, what we do in our daily lives, we go to work and we, you know, are part of that whole system because that's a whole separate thing from just living and being a family and all that. I feel like, you know, that whole responsibility, even though it ties in to having a family, it's, it's a different, it's a different goal. It's a different achievement, you know? Yeah. I, th well, I, I also think people get brainwashed in the sense that they think they need to do a certain thing every day right that they don't, well, but they people, do it because they're afraid yeah. to do they're afraid to do something that would make them happier. Right. I know what you're talking about. That's that's the direction I've just stepped into, which is to go back to school. I understand that. And uh, to basically say, like, if you know, if I want to actually have kids and all that, I, you know, to have kids right now and to have a family would be just it would be almost disastrous for me because I need to focus on, you know, that it's it's got to be about you know having security, having money, and having like a good lifestyle where I can be a part of that. And that's the whole point of you know finding something that you love to do, hopefully. But a lot of people sacrifice, and they go to work every day, and they don't love it, and they don't like it at all even, but they go because they have to do it, and they find the things in between to keep them going. You know, For years. For years. Decades. Yeah, and it, you know, for some people it can chip away because there's certain people who go into that mode who are, are destined for, for greater, and they kind of know it, you know, people that want more, and I think that those are the people that get frustrated and angrier mm -hmm. instead of the people who are just okay with being... They don't really mind. Are. Right. And so. so, so okay, so we went on for a couple minutes there. What do you think about my theory? Do you think there is something there, or do you think I'm full of shit? Um, that enlightenment is for pussies? Well, you know, I actually think that in a certain sense, uh, you don't want you don't want to, to focus on enlightenment when you're, in, when you're young. When you're young, and especially all the way up to, I'd say, I'd say when you get older, I think that the whole process is that you work, you work, you know, you do your life's work, you make your family, you make it all, and then when you're retired, if you make it that long, hopefully, you have the time to explore the world a little bit more and kind of do things that hopefully will, you know, bring you, bring people to a certain 
I think, a certain greater spirituality. I mean, certainly by argument, there are, I'm sure, more, you know, older, older people that are going to church and going to temple and all these things that, you know, it's a greater community that believes in the higher powers. Certainly, you know, I'm still on the fence and I'm up for a good debate on it. What about this? What about if the only way you can reach enlightenment is if you fully explore all of the emotions and situations right. that are human, and once you're done, then you go back. <laughs> then you go back. You have to experience all of it, though. So well, maybe that's what I'm really trying to say, right. is that is that the pursuit in the state of enlightenment can and only should be reached once you already do all the craziness. Right. Once you already experience the loss and the love. And all the all all the craziness that it is right. that, that that people experience. Well, Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Interesting. All right, so here we go. I'm. Ex what do you got for me? Let's dive right into okay. it. Okay. Well, I've got some some sick things, and, and I like these news stories that we come out with because they're they're uh, okay. A woman is jailed for sex with her son. She sent for a doctor. Oh, this is so gross no, no, already. No, now this is now I, I right. It's I so gross. This, I told this to you earlier, and I didn't tell you what she did. Good. Now, the process. Good. I don't want to know. You're gonna know. It's a tell Detroit me. area woman who pleaded guilty to having sex with the biological son she gave up for adoption, and later tracked down on the internet, has been sentenced sentenced to nine years from nine years to thirty years in prison. Thirty-six year old so and so uh, apologized after sen after sentencing Monday. Police said Sword used Facebook in 2008 to find her son, who's now 16. She gave him up for adoption as an infant. I don't understand it, Sword said, referring to her behavior. Sword's son, who has a different last name, was 16 when he testified at the preliminary exam in January that Sword contacted him in May of 2008 while he was living in an adoptive home. He said they met at Grand Rapids Hotel Ew. and had sex. Ew. And then they had sex again. Wait. So she... Yeah. What? What did... What did she do? She 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 tracked him down on the internet on Facebook, and had sex with him, and knowing that it was her son that she'd given up for adoption as an infant. What was she thinking? It's <laughs> pretty sick. Why did she do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. That's so gross. <laughs> You're having a tough time. That's so gross. So I, to, I might need to get the trash can out for you. I I'm off. physically nauseous. Yeah. I mean I mean why? She was okay. So, uh, weird. She's from Detroit. I mean, that's shocking. Uh, <laughs> so, she has a kid. She gives him up for adoption. You just, just gave away our Detroit listeners. They, they all just started signing <laughs> off. Let, let me get this straight. Yeah. Woman has kid. Right. Gives him up for adoption. Right. Okay. And then... Years later. Something's going on in her life where she's like, I can't have sex with anyone or I was abused when, you know, when I was a kid and now I want to abuse my kid. Yeah. So, she tracks down her kid. Right. And then says, "Let's hook up." Yeah, but the, but also the kid went the kid went along with this. I don't know what he thought, but he was having sex with a definitely an you know an older woman. I mean, if I he, guess, he I, knew he knew that it was his mom, right? I don't think so. I think oh, that's he the didn't whole know. Thing. He didn't know. That was the whole thing. I don't think obviously he would have done that. If and he she like found what coffee shop he goes to and the prosecutors. Showed up and... Prosecutor said this. She said it was a selfish, cowardly, despicable act. What? Those are not the words. Cowardly, like no, sick, gross. Not cowardly. Perverted. Yeah, yeah. How about perverted? Mentally insane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not not of this world. That's certainly something you know aliens might do. Needs to be locked up. Yeah, we. I, I didn't like it's that. It's not one, cowardly. But... It's very bold. Okay, I but... mean it's disgusting and repulsive in every sense of the word. That's a, but... but it's an amazing effort too that she was able to you know find this kid and finally deep seated trauma. This woman yeah. experienced deep seated trauma when she was younger. 
and now it causes her to make the worst decisions yeah, possible. Yeah, probably abused as a child, and probably had a, a probably had the kid when she was pretty young as well. So, all right, moving on. Well, that's a real. You always have the, the you know the, the <laughs> inspirational stories. Yeah, exactly right. I like to just gross people out. All right, give me the next one. Okay. Wait, wait. I want to do a buffer. I I have a would you rather. Oh yeah, I love this the is would a buffer. Rather. All right, here all we right. go. And then we'll do. Then we'll, we're gonna. Well, then we're gonna do your story. Okay. I think we should do two episodes out of this. Okay, great. It should be up. Sure. The God should be our backup episode. Love it. All right. So uh, we'll do. Uh, we'll, so we'll do the, what everything else we have today. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Now, would you rather have sex with a zompire or take a bubble bath with Mike Tyson on PCP? <laughs> now, first, let me break this down. Wait, a zompire. First, first of all, yeah, yeah, a zompire is a zombie that's also a vampire. Oh, so you're screwed in many different ways. So, I mean, well, that's the whole question. Would you have sex with a zompire, a female zompire? So you got that going for you, Ooh. right? Or so you have sex with a zompire, or you got to take a bubble bath with Mike Tyson at the rooftop of the Bellagio, and he is just taking a shitload of PCP. Dude, so he's all amped up. <laughs> so we're talking about two different types of pain. Yeah. <laughs> although, pain. although here's here's you know what? In my mind, I've got the answer for you. Straight what up. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Bubble bath all the way. <laughs> we got we got rooftop sweep the Bellagio. You know, eventually after the PCP wears off and all the beatings and whatever else happens, you got champagne. <laughs> and you get to go play crafts for a little while. That might be a, you know a little makeup for all that all that badness that happened. I don't know the. Raping in the That's true. I mean, he'll rape your ears, but but <laughs> <laughs> but but when you're done with, with whatever a happens, champagne toast when you're done. You don't get that with the zompire. You're dead with that. That's zompire. true. You know, I mean, after you get abused by Mike Tyson, he probably buys you dinner and then and then gives you some money for the crap table. And at least not, it's someone will feel bad for you. Be like, I just got beat up by Mike Tyson. They'll be like, Oh, come out with That's me. That's a like, great story. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you get all the amenities. Vegas, you get the amenities. You just got to go with Vegas. You could probably call up the concierge and be like, yo, Mike yo. Tyson just took PCP and raped me in the hot tub. Uh, maybe I could get a... Uh, sir, sir, we're having a sweet prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you a free voucher to the steakhouse. <laughs> Parking will be on us, sir. That's complimentary. Yeah. Okay, okay. Steakhouse. Uh, okay, I got one more. I got one more. Would you rather give a back rub to Rosie O'Donnell or Jabba the Hutt? Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right. So, Rosie O'Donnell, there's just nothing there. I mean, you know, I mean, what's you're doing a back rub, and you're yeah, like, I'm not going to be famous from this. I'm, I'm going to just be, I'm just going to be feel, feel pitiful and go cry probably later. It's, it's, it's kind of like massaging a balloon filled with hot lard. <laughs> but with Java, you know, I mean, what, what do you get with Java? No, you, well, you get the desert. That's like well, a, but that's see, a minus. if you me if you, if you mess up, he throws you in the pit. Yeah, you don't want the pit with the with the big monster. But it, Jabba's more attractive than Rosie, so it's not as gross. <laughs> he does have that 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 crazy. Well, as long as he takes some some water, I, I feel like when I power watch is the movie, sexy. The power is sexy. He, yeah. he had a very dry, you know. I think he had foam building up in the side of his mouth. Oh, I he does to, have like, foam. He he's been boozing too much. I think he needs like to take a couple swigs of water before he. Before we do the background. Well, he lives in the desert. I mean, yes. that's not, he doesn't have Evian. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing, that's the point. Java, drink some water. You're in the desert, boozing it up all the time, partying. You got to take a break. Hydrate, Java. <laughs> drink some goddamn coconut water. <laughs> Get serious yeah. about your health. Find the palm trees on Tatooine, wherever the hell they are, <laughs> and do it. Find the oasis. 
Let's go. <laughs> well, I love these would you rathers. They're good, right? Tell me you have more. They're good. Okay, well, I, I, I wrote down those two because okay. don't ask me why they came to my mind. I'm going to make one up for you right here. All right. All right. This is, this is, this is right off. This is free-flowing, ladies and gentlemen, straight into the head of the cheese. Here we go. Ready? Here <laughs> oh, we go. It's going to be great. Okay, the mind's racing. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have Charlie Sheen hopped up on an eight ball in a stock car racing around the track at the Indy 500 or eat lime green jello out of Kirstie Alley's <laughs> out of her butt? Butt. Out of her butt. Oh, you gotta go with the with the female. You know, Kirsty Alley. Doesn't matter. Green green jello. I think it has to, I think we're gonna do the hypothetical. Out of her butt? Yeah, it's, but it's gotta be, you know, Kirsty Alley's yeah, butt? But, yeah, but we're talking, you know, we're talking this near death experience with Charlie Sheen and the, the stuck But butt. what a rush, man. A great rush, though. You're right. Well you we I got, mean, think about it. Think about the story. When, the when, you, go, when you go to the pub the next day, do you want to say, uh, uh, when people say, hey, bums, what did you do last night? Do you want to say, oh, uh, I was just uh, hanging out with Charlie Sheen as he was hopped up on crank wait, in, a, wait. in a stuck car? Or do you want to say, I had to eat lime green jello out of Kirstie Alley's ass? Ooh, well, you know what? Okay, so we gotta. I got to ask you this question. With Charlie Sheen, do you die or do you have the possibility of dying? Well, you're, you're, you see, the great, thing about, the great thing about the stock cars is you're, okay, in the, so you're safe. They're all roped off. Oh, you're safe. So you're, you're just going for a crazy, crazy ride. I mean, you've seen those guys. I mean, how bad could Charlie Sheen <laughs> crash a car? I yeah. mean, a stock car. Well, I mean. He seems pretty coherent sometimes. Well, here's the thing. He's got tiger blood and Adonis DNA. <laughs> he's going to be a, fine. He's a hybrid. He's going to be fine. Yeah. I actually just heard the other day that he was so effed up on set uh, these past these past few filmings yeah. that he used to change his marks so they were closer to the furniture so he could lean on the furniture. Oh my God! So he had the leaning like the constantly. I've got to lean. He was on so hungover and oh strung God. out from the night before that he would come to set and normally like the script would call for him to stand in the middle of the <laughs> living room and deliver a line in a weak-ass, you know, pussy bowling shirt. <laughs> but instead of that, he changed the line where it's like, he's like leaning on the back of the yeah. couch. Because he's all messed up. And changed the weak-ass line, up. too. It's like, I mean, how hard is it to do and that And he thought job? that was brilliant. He thought it was brilliant that he could do that. And he had the money. <laughs> Wait, he's, he's now inventing this new style of, of uh, doing sitcoms where it gets even lazier. What a genius. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is inventing new ways. Now, Savant. Now, what happened? Why did... Now, he, his publicist quit? Out... Yeah, Someone's been with him like fifteen years or something. Who quits when he's when he's absolutely blowing up in the media? I don't understand that. I think you're getting way way overpaid for what you have to do. I agree that doesn't or maybe make sense. Underpaid, to me. but whatever you're getting paid for all that Charlie Sheen activity, all of the crazy the radio shows, the appearances he's making. I mean, you quit. And that's the cash it's, cow. It, it's your, it's he your is nugget. the most popular person in the world right now, and you quit. Yeah. As his publicist, you got to be insane. You got to You Give got something else to do. I, I haven't done. Publicity. You got a fishing trip that you've been putting on hold that you need to. <laughs> I'm in. Give me the job. Well, I think the only reason that that someone would quit is someone that actually cares about him. That think he's oh. going to be harmful to himself. Sure. And his family. I mean, they took his kids away. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's reaching the rock bottom. Yeah. Two and a half men done. So he, there's no three million dollars coming back from next season. No. But wasn't he Bro, getting like a million an episode? Or he didn't that... win that one. He was making two million dollars. 
total oh. in episode. Ooh, that's more than I make for this yes. episode. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you get because I no. get close to oh, that. Oh, you're screwing every, me on the for every podcast. The, <laughs> the deal. You don't get two million for oh, this. I'm getting screwed on this. this I'm back, making one point seven five. It was a backroom deal you made with the devil. All my deals are backroom. <laughs> <laughs> backroom backdoor. Zing. Ooh. All right. Um, I want to take this moment to give a couple shout outs, some new subscribers. I'm sure you know of a couple people that you know are new subscribers. Two wicked happy fun time. Aunt Liza, Russ, Big Daddy Russ Carpenter, oh, right. the neurologist attending Stanford, well, actually teaching at Stanford. Russ, That's how you doing? It's bomb time. What's up, Russ? Yeah. Big Daddy Russ, shout yeah. out. Uh, so yeah. I went to uh, South Dakota. You to were... attend Russ's graduation. That's right. Okay. Over a million. How was that? It was magnificent. Yeah. Russ is good. I, I can see, I can picture Russ smiling right now <laughs> as I talk about his tomatoes and his chickens. Yeah. And his huge farm he has. This oh, guy man. grows everything. Yeah. Uh, and especially all the new listeners out there. We know we've had a bunch uh, recently. And uh, we can't thank you enough for listening. And uh, please tell your friends and everybody about, about the show. Spread and, the word. Yeah. Spread the love. Here, I will, here, I'll throw this out there. Whoever, whoever writes an email Ooh. or goes on goes on the Facebook, yeah, there you and go, and says, "Hey, everybody, Love your show, all of my followers, all of my email contacts, whatever, you need to listen to the Wicked Happy Fun Time. Yeah. Those bombs and the cheese are just killing it. If you do that and write us an email at wickedhappyfuntime at gmail.com. You know what I need? Some I we need... will give you a shout out on the show Ooh. and talk about how awesome you are." I want, I, I'm going to challenge the listeners to give me some hypotheticals because I, I just want, I want to go through the, the negatives and the positives. I want some crazy hypotheticals. You want questions probably I too? I want questions. Would you rathers? Yeah, I want the would you rathers. We want to hear back from our listening public. What do you think about our convos? Yeah. What do you think about our sexy voices? Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Do you want to be a sponsor on the show? We're looking for our yeah. second official sponsor. And it doesn't need to be a lot of money. It could be $1. Yeah. It could be two dollars. It could be two dollars and twenty five cents. It could be two dollars. We get two hundred dollars. <laughs> it could be Just two. <laughs> it could be two million dollars yeah. an episode. No big Whatever deal. Whatever you want. Uh, bombs. Uh, I just checked the clock. It's eight fifty five. Yeah, we gotta be bowling in uh, five minutes. Five minutes. Well, we need to go bowling. At least they don't start till nine thirty over there. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be fashionably late. We're a little late. Yeah. We're a little late. No problem. Uh, okay, so um, Team Thunderstroke. Yeah. Needs to hit the lanes. Uh, it's a big week. We didn't get any points last week. Well, we, we, Let's keep our listeners abreast of the score, I think, yeah. maybe. We have zero points. <laughs> zero points. Yeah. Okay, that's simple enough. And we played a team that got three points, and they, they were they were just throwing it. They were rolling. They were, really they were well. throwing rocks. You know what? I have a feeling that today it's going to be our breakout day. I think so. I feel good about this. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's ready to rock and roll. Everyone's ready to rock. Little shout out to... Tony Z. Venner, yeah. Gallagher, and uh, our good Ronnie. friends, Ronnie the Madman Blevins. <laughs> Ronnie Blevins, the who, actor. Who may be a guest. Oh, we uh, need to have him on the show. In the near future. Definitely. Tony and Ronnie, and uh, our good friend Toe Love wants to be on the show. Joe Love, oh my God. We Give gotta get J-Lo, J-Lo on here. We can, What's we up, Toe? We can broadcast J-Lo and all Bring of a sudden. Bring it. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, five foot... Five foot six guy, five foot seven guy coming on the show. It's not J Lo with the where, booty. Where are we gonna put the mic? <laughs> you might need his own. You might need a special we'll, microphone. We'll give him a wireless, right? We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> if you have something to say, you want to talk some smack, you want to talk about how gorgeous we are. We are wicked happy fun time at gmail.com. The website is www dot 
wickedhappyfuntime.com. Yes. I am Carl Cochise, a.k.a. Yeah. The Cheese. And this is Brendan McDonald, a.k.a. Bombs. You've listened to Wicked Happy Fun Time. Thank you for listening. Thank you.